listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. We taped Discover Lafayette with the support of Raider, a managed IT service provider that offers world-class service, including cybersecurity, communications, and technology support. With Raider, you have just one vendor and one number to call, allowing you to concentrate on what is most important, your business. For more information, visit RaiderSolutions.com. Our guest today is Tracy Paco, owner of Paws and Pawpaws and Paws Mid-City. Paws and Pawpaws is a doggy daycare with a mission, combining Tracy's passion for dogs with a love for members of our senior community. Tracy brings her work history in healthcare with assisted living, home care, Alzheimer's, and dementia patients to her role in providing top-notch boarding and grooming facilities here in Lafayette. Paws and Pawpaws Cuddle Buddy Program offers seniors and the retired community the opportunity to spend time with dogs during the week in a rich, stimulating environment. Tracy and her husband, Ryan, own two rescues, Chapatulis and Paws, who have played a role in inspiring other businesses, including Adopted Dog Brewing and Chop's Mid-City Smokehouse. And Tracy, before we begin, I want to say that I love this quote from your website, and it entails both dogs and seniors. Their innocence is remarkable, but their need is great. I want to thank you, Tracy Peco, for joining us today and bringing your heart for service. Thank, thank you, you for being here. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. So we kind of met through Ryan, I guess. Yeah, um, we did. Yeah, I knew about you, and I'd read about you. I mean, you've just inspired people with your your service. But your story stands on its own. I mean, you guys are entrepreneurs, but you've got two successful doggy yeah. daycare places. Yeah, so Paws and Papas, we opened uh, in 2017, uh, made six years in May. That was a big endeavor for me. Um, I'm not quite the risk taker that Ryan is, um, but he very much agreed. Um, I had come up with the name years ago. We were coming back from a Saints game, and he's like, tell my dad. Tell, tell my dad what you think. So I said it, and at the time, dog daycare was new, but it was mm-hmm. up and coming, and it was coming quick. Um, and we just kind of sidelined it for a little bit, um, had a— had a a lot of personal things going on. We adopted a child and kind of focused on that. And then there came like a little gap in my career where it was now or never. Mm -hmm. So we, uh, thankfully Ryan found the right piece of property, which is what he's good at. Where was the first one? Uh, on Robley drive, Mm -hmm. 930 Robley drive. That was our first one, um, completed in May of 2017. So 2016 is kind of when we really got things, um, underway, did a lot of traveling, did a lot of research, uh, took some certification so that way I could really understand what mm-hmm. I was getting into. And then um, no looking back. Right. Yeah. So pause and paw pause. From the beginning, it was the idea to have a place for seniors to come in. You had worked in healthcare. Yeah. So I worked in healthcare. And one of the big takeaways that I got was a lot of times an elderly person moving into a retirement community had to surrender a pet. Um, either the community didn't allow it or the adult child that was taking over the caregiving at this point um, didn't really see the opportunity to care for it. So along with everything else that's going on in yeah. this their person's life, they go ahead and they lose their pet. And mm-hmm. that is tragic in any capacity. So yeah. 
I wanted, I knew I wanted that to be part of what I did. Um, I knew I wanted, I love old people. I love their conversation. Um, I love watching them in an environment where they can thrive. And for that moment in time, there's nothing else that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had a lot of volunteers come and go. Um, and we called them volunteers in the beginning and we ended up kind of rewording it because they're really not. They're cuddle buddies. They come in, um, they spend extra time with the dogs. They, they, the lap dogs have an extra lap to sit on. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, they've created a little friendship along the way and they keep up with each other's names and they'll know the schedule of dogs when they come and who's going to be here today. And mm-hmm. so they really, they don't work and they don't provide any necessarily work duties, but what they do provide is the extra just love, mm-hmm. care, compassion that, uh, just goes along with what our staff already does. And the dogs need love too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of lap dogs that, you know, they come for daycare, but they need a break during the day or, (laughs) you know, they, their mom might be a teacher and they're used to a lap at home during the summer. And then mom goes back to work and they need a lap. (laughs) So, uh, we have a lap, we have a lap available. So if you can, before we move on from the, the senior cuddle buddy, so people that might be interested, they contact you. I know on your website, you've got places where people can contact you, but, um, how do you qualify? I guess you have to be in f- pretty good physical shape. Yes, come- you have to be in pretty good physical shape. Just um, even we we kind of let our cuddle buddies only with um, so our sweet. small, medium dogs. Oh, not the big. Uh, Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, Golden because retrievers. A jump <laughs> and a fall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we kind of uh, ask that they are in good physical condition. Uh, they fill out a little waiver, but they make their own schedule. Uh, they can come once a week. They can come once a month. They can come... Every day they can come. Uh, it, it doesn't really matter to us mm-hmm. when they come. Um, so we're not going to say like, oh, you're not here today. Now, I do have Miss Susie, who has been one of my cuddle buddies since the very beginning. And she's going on vacation this month. And she has almost filled out a vacation request form at this point. And I'm like, <laughs> you can go. And I mean, it is good to know that she's let me know that she's not going to be there because yeah. I would look for her. Uh-huh. Um, I would. During COVID, we we kind of had to scale back on some of the things. Um and I did. I, I had to call her and be like, you can come back now. Like, yeah. we, we kind of miss you. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it is nice that she does let us know because, you know, I would wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is some of the cuddle buddies that volunteer, um, are, are they in early stages of dementia or just maybe more of an elderly age? You know, More of an elderly age. Um, some of them just need to get out of the house. Some of them need something as part of a schedule that— mm-hmm. um, it's not necessarily a, a real commitment, but a reason to wake up and get out. And, I, mm-hmm. and I, my father's retired, um, and I noticed that after he retired, having a reason to get up and get out is a critical need. Right, right. Yeah. So what's a typical day in the life of a dog at Paws and Pawpaws? Like what, what goes on during the day? Yeah, so we have uh, a variety of things. Um, and I think that's what is so great about what we do is um, – we very much tailor to each dog. Mm-hmm. So if your dog is playing in daycare, that could be swimming, that could be playing ball, that could be with bubbles, um, <laughs> depending on the group that you're in. Some not everybody Bubble can, buddies. Not, right? <laughs> but not everybody can have toys in their group. Not everybody mm-hmm. likes to share. Um, so, you know, we very much document all of that and mm-hmm. keep a record of, of who can and who can't. Um, <laughs> and then we have some that, that come and they don't like to be around other dogs, mm-hmm. and that's okay. So they have a one-on-one person that walks them, that spends time with them in their kennel. Um, so everybody's day is really different. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and that's something that we have really 
over the last six plus years, uh, worked really, really hard to focus on. So I read that you do specialize in individual care plans. And I thought this was important too. It's critical that dogs participating in our daycare pass our temperament test. So I was, you know, we were kidding about my dog, Katie. Yeah. No way. Yeah. I wouldn't even bring her to try to get, she would be an F. Yes. Because she's just likes her house. Yeah. And she's not really into people or other dogs. Yeah. You know? Yep. We uh we we go through a temperament test for mm-hmm. all dogs. Um, and some of them are Fs. Yeah. Um, some of them <laughs> they have some, other redeeming some of them, qualities. Some of them though. start as Fs, and some of them do get to oh. C's and B's. Um C's and we B's. we do work really hard um to make sure that if we are gonna give you an F, mm-hmm. that we are very clear and transparent as to why. So, what are some things that are a flag? Uh, aggression, for you? Uh, dog aggression, people aggression. Uh, that's why it's very critical that we meet your pet before you board with us because I don't want you to board your dog and then go on vacation. And then I'm like, hey, Jan, I can't get your dog right. to go to the bathroom because oh, it's like lunging at me in the kennel. So, it's, it's, that step is critical for us, yeah. for our success, for your dog's success. Um, so, that would be some like just red flags. Your dog doesn't have to love other dogs. It doesn't have to go into group play. It just has to like us. Mm-hmm. And it has to let us leash it. And it has to let us take it out and do that safely. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had some clients like, oh, just put it in a kennel. Who cares? Or, oh, gosh. But no. that's not the association I want for your pet and my facility. If if I feel like your dog has the potential, then I'll tell you, like, hey, this is the best day and this is the best time. And let's work towards this goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Daycare isn't necessarily the right place to start socializing your dog. There's a lot of dog-friendly places, Tractor Supply, Lowe's, um, that you can bring your dog and just let them experience people and sights and sounds. Yeah. Lowe's. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I tell people, like, look, you go with your dog because your dog is confident with you. Mm -hmm. So you go with your dog and you let your dog build up that confidence. And then let's see if we can transition that confidence that your Mm -hmm. dog has built up to be confident with us and around other dogs. But I really don't like the no. I really like to like give you a solution. And that's yeah. what I tell my staff all the time is yeah. our ultimate goal is if we're not the right place, then what is? Like mm-hmm. what's the solution for this? Yeah. Pet? Like we have a, a young woman that comes to our home yeah. when we travel. And Kristen, you know, she, Katie loves her. But I mean, we just knew we, we couldn't bring her to the yeah. vet because all the barking yep. would be just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that she would survive it at 14. Yeah, it can be a know. lot. It can be overwhelming. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. So people will come pick up their dog and they're like, oh, is it always as loud here? And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, I didn't even know. You don't even hear it. I didn't even hear it. But don't think when you're picking up your dog, you're dropping off in the morning, which is everybody's so excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Or you're picking up in the afternoon where my boarding dogs are eating and we're all excited to be here. Uh, <laughs> or we're going home. You know, like you're picking up and you're dropping off at a prime time of excitement. So mm-hmm. I can promise you during the day, it's really not that loud. Yeah. And then at night. That's true. It's just when they show up. Right. Yeah. At night, I've been in the building um, at night while everybody's sleeping and it's <laughs> completely silent. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so funny, no matter how many dogs I have boarding in there, I've, I've gone for multiple reasons, um, either to, you know, help out with something real quick or my staff forgot something like, and it's quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's sleeping. What is it about dogs? I mean, are they just they the just best? Know. I know they're just precious. They just, no, they are yeah. truly a gift. Um they make every day better, that mm-hmm. thousand percent. There's there's just truly, yeah. as I tell my staff, like at the end of the day, like I'll get yelled at from a customer or we'll have a dog in group that's upset. Or But at the end of the day, like we got to work with dogs all day. I know. All day. 
All my, day. My husband was jealous. John, I yeah. think you met John yeah. the other night. He, he just said, I can't think of a more fun interview interviewing Tracy about dogs. dogs. Like, you know, what's not to love yeah. about pets? Um, I was scared of dogs when I was a kid. I read that, but then you Terrifying. got one when you got were little. Got one. I got a cockapoo. Uh, my brother was uh, second grade, so I must have been kindergarten. And we, uh, his name was Buffy. And <laughs> I would sit on the kitchen counter while everybody played with him. I'm one of four, so my siblings would play with him. And I'd sit on the kitchen counter and not let him touch me or come near me. And then slowly but surely, I guess I just kind of welcomed him and best friends. I was there when mm-hmm. we put him to sleep, and like that—that that was my—that was my buddy. He lived a long time, eighteen huh? years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I'm hoping hoping the same for mine, if not longer, mm-hmm. forever. <laughs> so going going from healthcare, I'm just curious about that. You said you had this idea, yeah, and it's a great idea. Pause and paw pause. But what? What was triggered in you to think, I want to do something? You said it was time. I know yeah. you had adopted your son and all, but what? What? that's a big jump. Yeah. I was in, so I was in healthcare for a long time, and I stepped away from healthcare. Um, and I actually worked uh, at golfballs.com with Tom Cox. for. Oh, okay. I did some corporate sales for them for a little while. But I had transitioned out of healthcare when my mom passed away, and I needed a break from everything related to that. Um, so then did golf for a while, and I enjoyed it. I learned a lot, um, but I was missing something. I was just, there was something missing and I wasn't fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know and I mean? Like everybody has the thing that, that they like to do or the thing that they enjoy or what they like waking up for. And, um, I was successful, but I wasn't really happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't really know that I want to wake up again for this. Um, and I remember sitting in the backyard and Ryan's like, let's just do it. Uh-huh. And I was but like, he is one to roll the dice. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yes. Mm-hmm. You've met him. He's going to roll the dice <laughs> sometimes twice. Um, Three times. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And mm-hmm. I was like, I really just don't know what I'm doing. He's like, okay, but I trust that you'll figure it out. And I was like, okay. And what a husband. That's great. Very much a cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. I interviewed him, we interviewed at Chops, yeah. you know, uh, Mid-City. And I looked at that and I, and he was talking about how I just knew this was the right place. Yeah. And then the adopted dog brewing, he just knew and it yeah, all that worked one, out. That one I cried for. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay, I think our hands are full, but here we and are. And I know there were some supply chain issues yes. with the bats or whatever, yes. but yeah. what a success that's yeah. been. We talked about that. We, we were talking about that over the weekend. We haven't been open for our football season at Adopted mm-hmm. Dog Brewing. It's going to be a killer. And we were scheduled to be open mm-hmm. for the last football season and all of our stuff got delayed and our shipment got delayed. So we have no idea what to expect. I mean, I imagine it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the brewery has been a lot of fun. Dog lovers galore. Oh, uh, which you know, of course, it's more fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's been it's been yeah. a lot. It, it, that 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 endeavor has been a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. Most people that go there are happy people. Like you're a dog lover, a beer lover, a good food lover. <laughs> no. You know, I mean, kids are there playing in arcade. I mean, it's families. It's happy. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a good spot. It's a beautiful spot. A lot of green, yeah. lush. You don't even realize you're in Lafayette. You can escape for a good minute there. Yeah, and yeah. you got a great landlord, huh? Yes. Peter yes. Martin. Peter. <laughs> I love Peter. I know. <laughs> He's a lot of fun. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. He always makes a surprise visit, and it's always a happy day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's it like being an entrepreneur with the workforce? I'm, and I'm talking about your, your paws and pawpaws, but also, um, you know, Ryan's businesses. Yeah. Because I hear people saying it's hard to get dedicated It, it is a challenge. I, I will say at— Pause and pawpaws. Um, I have a, a handful of employees that have been with me um, almost since I've opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ariel Stelly is my facilities manager at uh, Pause Robley, and 
she started with me as a student at Lafayette High and then went to UL, wow. thought she was going to go on to do something else. And she ended up staying and she's an asset mm-hmm. um, that I hope is there for a long time. Um, it's been six years. So I hope it's even mm-hmm. longer. Um, but it has been a challenge and COVID made it really difficult. Um, COVID made it very hard to compete against a lot of free money. Um, you know, I mean, I'm trying to compete against the government that's paying you money. It That's hard. Um, I think it's kind of turning around. I have a really good staff right now, um, and this has been a really good turning mm-hmm. point for us. It's been this way for as many consecutive months as I can remember. Uh, my payroll processor, in the very beginning, she had commented um, – She's like, you know, I, I process a lot of companies' payrolls, and and you have one of the most consistent. That's wonderful. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's great. And you know, right it's and the I, environment, though, I'm sure. Right and I are very hands on. Um, I don't expect my staff to do anything I wouldn't do. Um, I still am a shift employee. So like yesterday, I worked the closing shift at Pause Robley. Tomorrow, I'm scheduled to work the closing shift at Pause oh. Mid City. Um, so they know you're not just off like correct playing tennis yeah. and not worried about yeah. what they're no, doing. No, I am. And when I'm not, that's what we were talking about earlier, when I'm when I'm not physically there, I'm 100% committed via email. Um, all of the website inquiries go straight to me. Mm-hmm. Um, still been that way for six and a half years. I want to be your first touch. I want to make sure it's filtered to the right person. I want to make sure you get the right information. So all of that. Um, pause Facebook, Instagram, Chops Facebook, Instagram, Pause Mid City, and Adopted Dog Brewing, Facebook and Instagram are all managed by me. Oh, my gosh. So wow. I am your first touch across the board. Google business pages as well. So uh, every business Ryan opens, it's like adding to you. Yeah. Like him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What's he doing? Um, he's busy. He's the, I'm kidding. He's the handyman. Uh, he does a lot of the physical work. I've that seen just, that. Yeah. When I, showed I up mean, at, most of what he... He's outside doing yes. like the bushes and all. Like I oh, saw yeah, that. Built, I drove up. He built he was, a good part of yeah. the deck um, mm-hmm. by himself with a yeah. crew and... Um, yesterday I had to make a post on Facebook that I was looking for a handyman because a fence board <laughs> broke at Posman City and he said, I don't have time. I said, okay. So I said, anybody know like an on-call handyman? And four people are like, Ryan Paco, Ryan Paco, <laughs> Ryan Paco. And I was like, I know, but he said he didn't have time. And then he fixed my board this morning. He did. Yeah. I was he's like, I can't believe I had to make that post. A commercial realtor. Real estate, yeah. So, I mean, he's just kind of got a lot of balls up yeah. in the air too. Yeah. So Yeah. He's really good at what he does. Um, and he's, again, very committed. His staff mm-hmm. is, uh, I think he's had, you know, we've had a lot of restaurants close. Um, so there's a lot of staff out there, yeah. but his team at Mid-City um, has been pretty consistent since the beginning. Um, they've kind of just fell into like our family. So they know Armand. When Armand comes in, everybody's super happy to mm-hmm. see him. And uh, Armand loves to draw. That's Armand's my son. Um, he loves to draw. So um, they're always like, hey, man, like what you got going? He brings a pad with him. He draws something for them and they hang it in the office. And um, and kind of same thing with the brewery. Mm-hmm. You know, we've actually had a few people from the restaurant move over to the brewery. Um, but they all— It's more they're seeing that kind of more yeah, casual. Yeah. Or we had like one, uh, Stacy, who is one of the bar managers at the brewery, had left. She moved to Las Vegas. Um, so she left Chops, Mid-City, moved to Vegas. And when she came back, she waited until the brewery was done so she could come work back for Ryan. Oh, gosh. Yeah. They're going to be with y'all a long yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. We hope so. They're yeah. good people. I want to transition a bit. We were talking about local celebrities before we started taping, and I did not realize that there are many well-known puppy dogs on social media, like in Lafayette, Louisiana, Insta-famous. This was new to me, and you and Jason were yakking about it. Can you mention, name drop, 
few? Yeah, sure. So uh, we have Shiggy and friends, and uh, that's actually uh, two dogs and a cat. (laughs) Um, And then we have Sunny Bunny Wani. Sunny is a golden retriever, but she just got a little friend. So there's two featured on there now. Um, Kodak Kennels is actually a a breeder, but her mom works for us. Um, So they uh, breed Frenchies, and they have a lot of fun on their page as well. Um, Golden Boy Dennis is super famous, a a lot of followers. I think he hit his thousand mark. Yeah. Uh, So, no, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Um, Mm -hmm. Gucci and Murphy, uh, that's another one. that. And, look, if we don't find them, my staff finds them really fast. Uh So if I haven't, like— Found you, like, Zeus Bates is one. He's been a boarding dog for us uh, for about Bates? six years. Yeah. Um, his parents got married, and I refused to change his last name because I've known him as Zeus Bates forever. Um, so there's a bunch that, like, I'll find them, and then I'll share them. And then, of course, I mean, mm-hmm. if if you're the manager of that Instagram, you have to laugh because, like, in 30 seconds, you get, like, everybody from pauses on your—everybody yeah, likes your page your almost immediately. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have some cuties, too. I looked at your Paws and Pawpaws Facebook, and— I really fell in love with some of those dogs. They're yeah. just all sizes, playing together in the pool, the little blow-up pool. Not to. Yeah. I know, but I mean rolling all over each other yeah. and smiling for the camera yeah. with their little kerchiefs on. Oh, yeah, they know. I mean, they know quick. Um, when the camera's out, they all sit and pose and they love it. But they really do. I mean, they have I've made some really good friends um uh, through paws. Um I have a goddaughter Louise. She was my first dog that ever registered with me and then after her parents asked me to be her godmother. Oh, what what does that entail? Um puppy treats, like what do you have treats, to do? Um when she boards with me, I have to tuck her in at night cuz she likes mm-hmm. her blanket over her head. Okay. Um <laughs> and and I mean like I don't mind cuz I really do love her. And then I found a dog that I wanted to adopt, but I'm at my capacity. So Louise actually adopted her. So now they have Louise and Fern. Um, so I get to be godmother of both of them. Um, but it's, it's. I mean, it really is a lot of fun. And we really have made so many friends and so mm-hmm. many connections just through dogs that mm-hmm. you would never have thought. Right. Yeah. Well, your dogs are rescue dogs, if I'm— Yes. That, so on a serious note, I mean, I've been chuckling this whole time. Thank yeah. you. I just love listening to you, Tracy. On a serious note, we— are pretty much at capacity, right? And a lot in our um, animal shelters, yes. not not just like not animal just aid and yeah. all, but yeah, Lafayette yeah. shelters. And people have reached out to me because I've interviewed Spay Nation and I just, we have a rescue dog, people know, but what are your thoughts on that? I, I don't know what other communities do. I know up north, they don't have as many yeah. strays, but we are really overpopulated. Uh, overpopulated. Yeah, so, um, you know, Spay Nation is critical to our community because of their low-cost program. Uh, we did lose our, sp- our spay-neuter clinic uh, last year, which was um, super awful. Uh, they were on it South AMD. It closed. Um, oh. So Spay Nation still operates, but the spay-neuter clinic does not. Oh. Uh, it was a separate entity, but um, still yeah. um, critical. So PAWS was adopted from the Vermilion Parish Shelter, and they their— uh, Spay-neuter was at the spay-neuter clinic, so um, that's where he went. So not having that resource for, for rescues is, mm-hmm. is is a critical need. Um, I do think that we have kind of just a weird education system when it comes to dogs in, in the South. Um, you know, like a lot of hunting dogs can't be neutered because then they can lose their ability to hunt, which is, that's not true. Um an overpopulation, we have a lot of backyard breeding, a mm-hmm. lot. That's a lot of heard. people. Yeah, people would be 
Yeah, like, oh, I'm going to buy, just... buy this golden doodle and I'm going to love it so much that I think I'm now qualified to breed it. So I'm going to ask Jan if she has a doodle, if she wants to breed it. And then we have 12 puppies. Well, what are you going to do with those 12 puppies? Somebody either has to buy them from you or you have to maintain ownership of them. Yeah. Like, that's just what it is. Um, I had a guy that uh, he's been boarding with me since the beginning is two Rottweilers. And I remember, like, shortly after he got them, he's like, all right, I'm going to breed them. And I said, okay, so what you going to do with them? Well, I mean, uh, I'm going to sell them. I said, okay. I said, but they can't board with me until they're four months old because they haven't had all their shots. And you travel. Your dogs are with me all the time. So mm-hmm. in those four months, then what are you going to do with these 12 dogs? I mean, Rottweilers have a ton of puppies. They do. Yeah. He never bred those dogs. Good. Yeah. But he needed education. Yeah. You just need to understand that there's so much that goes into it, that there's so much that could go wrong, mm-hmm. um, that we already have enough dogs that need homes. Yeah. But um, spay neuter is like after the fact. We need to do things, like you're saying, proactively yeah. to educate. We need to just better understand um, where the needs are, the fun. There's no funding. You know, I mean, a lot of rescues are building up debt across the country um, because we can't pay medical bills. Lafayette has a very big rehoming problem as well. Uh, Lafayette Rehoming Group is uh, moving, and I can't take my dog. I mean, five, six dogs a day. Really? And where do they end up? Where do they go? Wherever? Dumped. Or out on the street? Shelter. Yeah. Uh, bait dog. I mean, Paws was a bait dog. So Paws, Paws was a bait dog. Found Does that in a mean cane field. for fights? Yes. And he like, didn't want to fight. Oh, God. So he was dumped in a field, um, and he was actually on the Vermilion 10, so he was a dog that was going to be euthanized. Um, so we, I went and adopted him. Um, shortly after, we opened Paws and Pawpaws. Ironically, his name was Paws in the shelter. I did not name him. He came like that. Really? Uh, yeah, it's just meant <laughs> to be. Um, but, yeah, he was a bait dog that didn't want to fight. So, you know, dog fighting, that's not a thing other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just, we need to do better for our dog population uh, overall mm-hmm. um, and understand that we have enough. Yeah. Uh, let's slow down and take care of, you know, it's like take care of your own. Let's take care of our mm-hmm. own. And then when we have a need, let's yeah. go ahead and see if we can fulfill it. Yeah. I looked up today. I was researching just before our interview, you know, what do other communities do? But someone had reached out to me by email this morning. And some of the states have laws, and I guess we do too, about if a dog or a pet is adopted, they have to be... You have to promise that you'll neuter them. Yeah. I don't know that they make you do it, but you have to promise that you will do you that. You sign a contract. But that is after the fact when they're already it is. overpopulation. Yeah. So it's just, I, th- it's I feel like fact, things could be done. But then there. you have some breeders that um, do guardianship. So they maintain uh, an ownership over your dog and you have to promise them two or three litters of puppies before you, you can spay or neuter oh, your dog. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's, it's a wild thing. I just... We just we just have enough right now. Mm-hmm. So let's just focus on what we yeah. have, and, and then we'll be good. Yeah, I want to be laughing when I think about puppy dogs. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, kittens, yes, too. Yes. I know there's an overpopulation of kittens. Yes, so. yeah. Well, Jason Secor is here taping us, and he's written a lot of notes. And I know you're an animal lover, Jason. Yes, I, I'm actually still writing notes. Yeah, I'm such <laughs> an animal lover. I have a tattoo of animals oh, on me. Yeah. there you go. Um, what are their names? Uh, well, this isn't anybody in particular, but I think that's like Toby and that's Slim. Okay. <laughs> and, and we have Slimming friends on Instagram and Facebook and all that. There too. you go. Another yeah. page to follow. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't post very often, so you're not going to see a ton of stuff. All right. So first off, easy stuff, contact info, websites, social media. Yeah. How do people find you? Pawsandpawpaws.com is our website. Uh, Paws and Pawpaws uh, and Paws Mid City is our Facebook and our Instagram. We do have a Twitter. I'm not very active on it. It, it hasn't 
it's just kind of there. Um, I do tweet every once in a while, just some fun pictures and things. Um, but on both social media outlets, you'll find, um, grooming galleries, you'll find fun daycare pictures. Um, I do write a blog occasionally on my website. So you'll find some helpful information about boarding or grooming tips and whatnot on that page as well. Okay. Excellent. So I was wondering if you'd speak for a moment about, and I think we all know this, right? The importance of socializing your animal and exercising your animal. And then on top of that, are there other things that we should be looking at? I mean, obviously nutrition and things like this mm. that m- kind of misses the mark sometimes. Yeah. So um, I think so. socialization is critical for your pet, but not all dogs have to be social. And I think that's one thing that we miss often is that uh, just because you want it for your dog does not mean your dog wants it for themselves. So I would love for my dog. And when I adopted Paws, he did come to work with me every day. And then he kind of outgrew daycare. He didn't want to be there every day. He really got attached to my other dog at home, Chapatulas. And that's where he preferred to be. So guess what? That's where he is. Fair enough. And I have to respect that that's where he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah, trustworthy yeah. at home by themselves. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't really do much of anything. Um, a lot of times, uh, a lot of situations that we get into at work where I have a client that's upset with me, it's because they wanted something for their dog yeah. other than what their dog wanted for them. Okay. And as professionals, we have to read the body language of your dog and make sure your dog is comfortable. Okay. So you can drop your dog off at daycare and want it to play eight hours a day. But if your dog is at the door and trying to run in every time the door opens or your dog is cowering in a corner while everybody's playing, that's not okay for me. Mm-hmm. Um, if your dog is super happy in the air condition and super happy, like getting some pets and going on a walk, then that's super happy for me too. Okay. Um, so I think that's something that we need to pay closer attention to that I think would really kind of change the mindset of dog owners, just understanding a little bit more of what your dog wants is what's important to us. Um, the other big thing is grooming, which is overlooked. Um, okay. Dogs do need uh, their nails trimmed. Mm-hmm. Um, they do need regular baths. They do need brushing if you have a dog that has hair that requires regular grooming. Um, you can't do this thing where you don't brush your dog for like eight weeks, and then the night before their appointment, you brush it. <laughs> and then when you get to us, we're like, your dog is matted. And they're like, oh, I brushed it last night. <laughs> and then we kind of like internally are like with a spoon yeah. because what? Liar, liar, pants right, on fire. Like, I mean, you can't undo eight weeks of nodding uh-huh. in yep. an overnight brush session. Yeah. And I don't want to because it hurts your dog. Yeah. I don't want to be the one associated with a painful experience, the one that's associated with a miserable experience. I want your dog to come to me and know that we love them, we care for them, they're happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're here, their bath and haircut is fun because our groomers are great and they're going to make your dog feel nice and pretty. And even the girl that does my hair, her dog comes to groom at Paws and she's like, it is so funny how pretty my dog feels when my dog leaves your facility. Like she mm-hmm. knows she looks good. That's what I want. So if I have to be the one that's always brushing your dog's hair for, that hasn't been brushed in a long time, like that, that's yep. not okay. So again, like I had mentioned to Jan earlier about taking your dog out for socializing and let them be confident with you. Let them be groomed by you. Yep. You know, establish yep. that relationship mm-hmm. with them. That's important. Even that's, the trimming the, the nails. Claws. Yep. So, like, I've never Look, I don't, that. I don't either. I don't either. Yeah, I'm I, scared about there's that. There's a lot of things I trust to the professionals yeah. and that is specifically one, but you still have to get it done regularly. Right, right. Or like my dog paws 
his 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 nail beds are built differently. He's part pity, um, so they actually like just shave down on the concrete. We walk every day or run every day, mm-hmm. and yeah, they're naturally short. Chops every four weeks. I just we live about a mile and a half from Paws, so I'll walk her over. She'll get a little mani pedi, and I'll walk her back home. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that's we find our dog Toby. Yeah, we don't really have to do his nails too often yeah. because yeah. of the concrete. Yep. But Ma- Maggie, who's not as much of a walker, right? have to do her a bit more often. Yeah. Also, uh, playing with the paws when they're young. Yes. That way, that anxiety. Yes. Because we notice with cats, if yes. we don't play with their paws when they're and young. And they don't like it. And then you grab it when they're older <laughs> and you go to clip them, they freak out. Oh, yeah. So getting them used Positive to- associations. Yes, yeah. yes. Exactly. Yeah, we talk about that a lot, positive associations, um, high-value treats. So if you're trying to get your dog to do something, that might be a little uncomfortable for them. Um, uh Ariel, my manager, and myself are both fear-free certified. So a big thing for us is we're not going to force you to do something, mm-hmm. um, but we're going to do some positive associations where we get you to a spot where you're comfortable doing it. Um, even if you might not want to, but you're comfortable and you're not as afraid of it. Yep. Um, so high-value treats is another thing um, where you use a, a very specific treat for a very specific task only. Oh, okay. So you're only going to, like, say you use pepperoni or string cheese or hot dogs. Like, those are kind of common, yeah. um, but you only use it for this situation. Okay. So if it's getting your dog to take a bath, if it's doing a nail trim, if it's, hmm. I don't know what else, taking medication, something yep. like that, they associate that high value treat with yeah. something positive now and they're not so f- afraid of it. Pill pockets that, and peanut that butter. Makes, yeah. yeah, yeah, That makes sense. Well, that also reminds me, uh, uh, when you take your dog for a walk, take the brush. And that way you're doing it at least once yeah. a day. Yep. And then they associate all that and it's all oh, okay at happy that point. Because they like going for a walk. Yeah. They're not as... They don't care what the brush it much they're is much as that point because, yeah, they're yeah. looking all over the place. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, it's a good time to do yeah, it. Yeah, I do chops outside in the backyard. And, I mean, like, she understands. I'll be like, okay, only three passes this time. And I'll, like, pass it three times. And then I'm like, okay, you can go. And then I'll, like, come back up. And I was like, all right, three more passes. And she's like, okay. I'm sure she's probably like, what? Mom. <laughs> You're crazy. It's what you, fine. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so beforehand, we talked a little bit about uh, work hours. Yes. Right? You've talked a little bit about, about temperament of animals. Yes. Um, I just wrote down some other things. Do you have insurance, marketing, um, getting good people and employees? Like, what are the what's been like the biggest hurdle or challenge uh, for you to get all of this going and maintain it? Um, so, you mean some things are standard business practice? I mean, I, we're, we're insured, um, workman's comp, and, and all the above extra umbrella yep. coverage that you could have. Um, as much as Ryan rolls the dice, he's very big on insurance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, so, setting up all of that was was kind of. Okay. okay. Um, you know, that that wasn't the difficult part. I would say in this environment that I'm currently operating in, my hardest part is um, social media. Okay. Um, yeah. Not operating it. I do manage all my own pages and everything, but um, people's willingness to share something that they can't verify. Oh, okay. So they believe it. Yep. Immediately, without a sort. You know, it's funny that we're all like, mm-hmm. oh, fake news. But if you share something, whether or not I know you yep. and I want to believe it or I just want to, like, add fuel to the fire, I'm just going to share it. Right? Um, so that's probably been the biggest hurdle is that you may create a narrative in your head that may not be true. Yep. And then I just may just share it and share it and share it and share it. And, share it. and, and that's probably been one of the biggest battles is I had an, I had – Something shared about me uh, probably about a year and a half ago, and we had an event that night, and I cried for half the day, and I told Ryan, I said, I just don't think I can do it. Like, I just don't think I can go back out in public. And I think people don't realize um, there's humans that are running these businesses. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a mom, I have a family. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm an aunt. Um, like I'm still a person. And if you don't like me, that's okay. But sharing lies and myth truths and that's where it's like, what, what do you win for that? You know, like what, what, what are you trying to win here? Yeah. Um, and this wasn't a big thing when I opened six and a half years ago, like, sure. We had a Facebook and, and that was okay, but it wasn't like it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's what that, Heidi McDonald told us say, with I'm, foodies. I'm she that. said people can be so mean. So mean, so it ruthless, so heartless. So, I mean, so Heidi, um, I am a, I'm a foodie. Mm-hmm. Um, so Heidi and I, you know, we, we're friends on Facebook, and then I'm also a foodie. And I had a similar conversation with somebody the other day. Um, it was developing Lafayette's post about BJ's closing, I believe. And it just kind of highlighted some things about social media and, um, you know, like why are so many restaurants closing mm-hmm. and, and or why are so many businesses closing? And, and I commented, I said, you know, it's so funny how quickly somebody is just here to talk bad about your business when the reality is, is just like Heidi agrees, if I didn't like it, it may just not have been for me. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't eat meat. And my husband owns a smokehouse, <laughs> right? And when we got married, my husband told me that he didn't like dogs. Oh, and now bad. we have two dog businesses. Mm-hmm. I would have never wanted to like, oh, well, you can't open a smokehouse because I don't like meat, mm-hmm. right? Or, oh, like you can never have a dog because I don't like dog. Like, it's okay if you like what you like. And like Fuji is Heidi's favorite mm-hmm. place. I don't eat raw fish. So I've been there before yeah. and it's a great place. But I would never go and say like, oh, don't go eat there because I don't eat raw fish, mm-hmm. right? Like, so so that's what I think social media has kind of done to people. Um, and that's what's made everything challenging is like, okay, so my dog went to Paws and Pawpaws and wasn't allowed to play because it didn't pass their temperament test. Paws and Pawpaws is a bad place. Paws and Pawpaws is a really good place because they were honest with you about your dog because they didn't want your dog to get in an environment where your dog wasn't comfortable, where your yeah. dog could have injured someone, where your mm-hmm. dog could have injured another dog because that goes on your dog's record. So oh, yeah. let's yeah. flip it and understand. We're lo- we're, we lost. We lost the understanding. We lost the respect. Yep. Mm-hmm. We, we've dehumanized and we've become keyboard warriors mm-hmm. and yep. Yep. that's it. Yeah. Let's keep in yeah. mind, opinions are not facts. Right. <laughs> <You know>? right. <laughs> right, 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 right. This is a common theme. I'm glad you brought it up because if we have awareness, maybe we'll watch ourselves. Yeah. You know, like all of us, we're probably yeah. all at some point done something. I get mad. You I know. Yeah. People make me mad. Things make me mad. I'm, I'm human and, and I'm going to have an experience somewhere that I don't like, but what value does it bring? Yeah, to vent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To vent in an environment where... I'm going to potentially hurt somebody or they're going to wake up and see. And it's like, what, mm-hmm. how do you feel after that? Like, do yeah. you feel better? Like, the, was that a win? Cause <laughs> it, it wouldn't be a win for me. I'd feel like even worse. Like, man, I was having a bad day and I vented and then I made that, you know, like, I, yeah. and I've posted things like I have, cause I'm human. I've posted things and I've gone back in and deleted them. I've done like, the same thing. Yep. I've been like, you know what? That wasn't even cool. Like mm-hmm. got you. Okay. Delete post. Not even. Yep. Or, or, where I meant good by it, but it didn't come across in the words. Right. And I don't know yeah. how to do that yeah. in the words. Yeah. Where if yeah. I was just talking to somebody, it would make sense and yeah. I could laugh. And But yeah, go back, edit, or just delete. Like, yeah. what, what am I trying to get out of this? Yeah. I'm trying mm-hmm. to share my opinion? Can't, and, and, and who cares? I mean, we know how limiting words are. They lack yeah. emotion. Um, so you can read it as, oh, he must have been so mad. Or you can read it as, oh, man, like sorry that happened, but it looks like he made it all right. You know, like you can read it several different ways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So words matter. Yep. All right, so you, you're doing a lot of stuff. Yes. You, very busy. Yeah. 
anything in the future? Any <laughs> endeavors, ideas, like maybe a, a cat daycare? Oh, I'm terrified of cats. Um, <laughs> extremely, honestly. Okay. I don't know why. Uh, then maybe um, this is the one to get into. <laughs> uh, no, actually, um, I was chatting actually with uh, Melissa at Jan's uh, event at Adopted Dog Brewing last week or a week and a half ago. and. Yeah. Um, it appears we had a really great program in town uh, called the Pet Food Pantry, oh, where yeah. low-income families mm-hmm. could— um, that's one reason they were surrendering their pets is for lack of food. Oh. Um, Emily Hamner was running that program, mm-hmm. um, and it, it appears that it's kind of taken a break. Um, so Melissa and I talked about possibly um, getting that back up. That would be great. Um, wow. I need to kind of— get Emily's input and and Ryan actually knows Emily's dad from real estate. Um, so like we have a a mutual connection where we can kind of Mm -hmm. share some data and some info. Mm -hmm. Um, but that is a reason why people do surrender their pets, um, because of finances and food is a finance. Um, so that's one thing that, I mean, it's, it's not something like it's not brand new that I would do, but yep. it is something that I told Melissa, uh, we were a drop off site. So Possum Papas and Possum City are a donation site for pet food. Um, so that is something that I would look into kind of taking over just so that way we can make sure mm-hmm. that resource still exists and stays the same. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Where was the pantry when it was open? Um, was it so, at the Acadian Animal Aid or where was it? No. So Emily had an office downtown where she oh, okay. housed she just, the donations. And you could just drop um, by and get food. So you could, so um, Lafayette Vet Care, us, mm-hmm. I think Camp Bow Wow, um, trying to think where else. There were a few like donation spots in town. So mm-hmm. we actually have clients of your dog, because they would even take open dog food, which is rare. So if you bought a new really? food for your dog and your dog didn't like it. Yep. So I have a client actually email me on the way here, like, hey, uh, is it okay if I bring, I'm going to bring my dog to daycare tomorrow. Can I bring a food donation? I was like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now I, I'm donating it to the Humane Society because I don't have an access point of where to give it. Yeah. Since, uh, okay. um, but I believe the pet food pantry going from what I understand, um, their target market is more of the low income mm-hmm. and that way we can keep pets out of the shelter. And that would be a good goal for me. That would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Um, so I don't, I don't I'm hoping there's nothing else on the horizon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my God. Um, I think last time I did this interview, or I think I did one for Cox business and this, that was, I think chops was opening. And then look, since then we've had adopted dog brewing and Postman city. So I'm hoping this is a gift and not a curse, uh, this mm-hmm. little podcast here, and there's no surprises. But, you know, Ryan is Ryan. Um, yeah. yeah. And I'm not, I'm never, I'm never going to be the type of person that says, like, no, you can't do your dream. Yeah. That's not my, that's not my MO. That's not, he'll, he, Ryan goes to a lot of UL events. Um, he's on the RCAF board. Um, and he has a lot of opportunities to fly to games and do things with the team. And, you know, he's like, do you mind? I'm like, I'm never going to be the one that says no. That's just not okay, for me. Yeah, that's enough. not, yeah, that's, I would never want you to tell me, no, like you can't do this or no, like it's not going to work. Like I'll find a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you for being here today yeah, at our studio. I appreciate it. Jan, thank you again for letting me ask some questions. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jason Sakura, for taping our show. And Tracy Pico, thank you. Yeah. This has been fun. so much fun. Yeah. Gosh. I wish your dog was here. <laughs> you know, Ryan told me that you have a way with, yeah. All dogs. Little, and she probably would have been. A little bit of a whisper. Been. I didn't think about asking permission to bring her to Raider, though. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next time. Yeah. I'll bring her over to adopt a dog brewing. Yeah, chops. awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you for joining us. And again, to find out more about Tracy Paco, Paws and Pawpaws, just go to their website. And it's just pawsandpawpaws.com. Is that right? Yeah, pawsandpawpaws.com. Yep. And they have a great social media presence. So please check them out. 
And I want to thank our listeners for your loyal support. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so wherever you get your podcast. You can also go to discoverlafayette.net and listen to more than 320 interviews at this point. Jason, thank you for making all this possible. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. On behalf of Discover Lafayette, this is Jan Swift. Thank you.